gets weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. We're talking French horror today, aren't we? Ooh la la. <laughs> yes, we are. Or is it just ooh, ooh, ooh? <laughs> ooh la la. Well, speaking of the French, oh, no. that of course brings us to our hot topic of the day. Because when you think French... Okay. Yeah. There's only one thing I think of, and I think it's what we all think of. The uh, culinary influence in Southeast Asia? We think of Highlander the film. Because <laughs> as we know, the truest Highlander accent sounds remarkably French. Can I blow your mind? Mm. I've never seen Highlander. <gasps> what? I've never seen Highlander. It's one of those VHS tapes I just walked past for years and years and years and thought I'll get it next time. But you were like a virgin until 30 i just assumed <laughs> you had like a highlander tattoo somewhere like you lived on that yeah and i've i've osmosed all the there can only be one stuff but, but I've, I've never seen it's it it's not no you can't un- oh my god none of this is gonna make sense oh my god oh my god your life is meaningless if you haven't seen the original highlander if we ever launch a patreon maybe the first patreon bonus should be me watching highlander with you giving commentary Oh my god, it is so epic. Let me let me start you off. Okay. Let me let me paste like let me paint the picture for yeah. you. Okay. So it starts off, you know, uh, in the highlands of Scotland, back in the day. Way, 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 way back in the day when Scotland people were busy killing Scotland people before they were being killed by the English. So Roman era. <laughs> And, of course, we meet our Highlander, who is, of course, played by the Frenchman, Christopher Lambert. <laughs> the true irony, the, the beautiful thing about it. So, yeah, so the lead Highlander is played yeah. by a Frenchman. Okay, did the, did the Gauls reach as far as the Highlands of Scotland? The only Scotsman who's in the film is Sean Connery, who is has the most Scottish accent in yeah. the world. So the Scotsman in the film Highlander plays an Egyptian. <laughs> and then we have... Clan- is Mickey Rooney in there as a Japanese man? <laughs> oh, my God. We have Clancy Brown, yeah. um, an amazing American actor with that amazing, deep, you know, amazing, deep voice. Yeah. Um, he plays... Oh, I'm a really bad nerd at the moment. I forgot where he's originally from. He's like a... Uh, like a Germanic kind of tribe originally is where okay, he comes yeah. from. So he's played by an American. Of course. Okay. So yep. just to picture the scene, okay? Yeah. Everything is directed by Russell Murkowski. I can never say his name correctly. Okay. Um, who at that stage had only directed 80s rock videos. Oh, wow. Okay. The entire thing is filmed like... A rock video, okay. <laughs> so he's like the opposite of Penelope Spheris. Oh, my Lord. And it, it basically, there could be only one. <laughs> All these people chopping everybody's head when you chop Did they them. have angle grinder sparks? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like lightning. just uh, And then Christopher Lambert in a trench coat just standing around. For like 50% of the film That's all it is I just want to see a, a single stiletto clad shoe Getting out of a carriage And stepping into the <laughs> The gleaming streets of Uptown Highland Scotland Oh my lord The best thing The whole soundtrack Done by Queen What? 
Yes. Okay. And I mean rocking Queen. The music is all done by Queen. So they did Flash Gordon. Yes. And they went and did Highlander. And then we did Highlander. That's where it's some of the most Queen's most amazing songs were written for the film Highlander. Who wants to live forever? Of course, is the emotional "My Heart Will Go On" um, <laughs> from Highlander. Princes of the Universe, yeah. Highlander. It's a kind of magic. All for the film Highlander. Specifically written for specifically Highlander. written for Highlander. Wow. It is one of the greatest, most. It's so. Bad, it is the most epic thing. It's I, so wrong, it's right. I miss the days of bands writing music specifically for movies. Oh, I miss Queen doing anything. So, it's a complete yeah. epic. Okay. Um, of course, when Smashing Pumpkins got involved in Batman, that was bad. Yeah, that just that just ruined that yeah. idea for everyone. So, of course, you know, absolute classic of a film. The uh, word is around town, because as we know, Hollywood officially out of ideas. Yes. Okay, now they just remake things. Yeah. They... Uh, obviously, someone saw an episode of The Witcher and went, hey, he's got long hair and a sword. You know what? Let's remake Highlander. What do we own the copyright to? Yeah. Highlander. <laughs> so, talk is running about that they want to stick Henry Cavill in as the Highlander. Okay. Um, for a start, I'm outraged by this. Uh, can he even do a French accent? <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure Cavill is a French-derived name. Yeah, but not anymore. No. Not anymore. Like he's so, and, He can't uh, do a moustache. We know that much. Oh, no, he really can't. And it's like, uh, don't get me wrong, this is not about Henry Cavill. I love Henry Cavill. I will throw my pantaloons any moment of the day at Henry Cavill. But Hen- Henry Cavill and Army Hammer in uh, The Man From U.N.C.L.E. Spectacular. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. My Lord. But the thing is, can we have an Englishman playing a Scotsman, playing a Frenchman, playing a Scotsman? It's just... <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work, man. Well, not since Brexit. (laughs) (laughs) So, and the talk is they want to get uh, the John Wick director. I've forgotten his name. I can't remember. Yes, the guy who made John Wick. Because they want to make the new Highlander film ultra realistic. Oh, just like John Wick. Ultra (laughs) realistic. Okay. So, my theory is that if you're going to make uh, Highlander... Uh, and we talked about this on our Facebook page with someone. They're like, how do you make Highlander hyper-realistic? My theory is that with the Highlanders, when they get cut with the swords, they don't die from losing their heads. They die from unaffordable health care <laughs> and not being able to get treated. That's the new... That's uh, the UK. They've still got the NHS. No, it's American. It's an American film. Okay, but isn't it set in Scotland? Yeah. They still have the NHS. No, well, no, for like it, like it's set in the Highlands of Scotland to begin with. Unless you've and got fucking go Alec Baldwin directing this, there is no physical threat to the actors. <laughs> no, but then you go to America. Yeah, you, okay. or you have little shots where you see him. I won't give anything away. But oh, okay, so it's yeah. it's an American film. Okay, it's so American. Yeah, it's so American. It's a film that only the Americans could make with a Frenchman pretending to be a Scotsman. Okay, with a Scotsman being an Egyptian, and an American being. Germanic, right? It sounds like a hot fucking mess. That's it is, and that's why it's. <laughs> that's why of, it's good. Okay. That's why it's so perfect. I actually remember just pre-COVID, my cinema was showing a you know a return to the classics. Yeah, and they were showing Highlander. I of course like wet my panties. I'm so excited. <laughs> I grew up. I'm like, oh my god, I love Highlander. I tried to talk my friends into it. No human being would come with me. Right. So I had to go in. It was it was the cinema. It was literally like. 
200 dudes and me. <laughs> like a beer ad. And like a circle like formed like around me because they were all too afraid uh, to sit near me. Woman. Like, yeah. Uh. So I sat right in the middle of the middle of the uh, uh, best seat. Sounds good. Middle of the middle. Uh, to watch Highlander. I love it. Uh, see, I got obsessed with the wrong films growing up. Yeah. Well, yeah. explains a lot. Well, yeah. 2001, A Clockwork oh. Orange. You know, just bullshit. Yeah. 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 <sighs> I hate 2001. I'm just saying. I it. still love it. A Clockwork Orange, I've now reevaluated. It's a piece of shit. Oh, controversial. Well, not really. It's it's a, it's just a bad film. <gasps> oh, you're going to make some people angry. Yeah. Don't make those people angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still stand by the Wendy Carlos soundtrack, but for the most part, A Clockwork Orange is a hot mess. Oh, I can't remember the last time I've seen it. Maybe we've got to go back and revisit it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh. A lot of those cult films that I was really into, like Sideways and... Oh, know, God. Oh, just depressing shit. Uh, you're, you're, you're a bit of an arts oh, monster, yeah. weren't you? Oh, yeah, adaptation and all that. Uh, yeah. uh, nah, I was down like Highlander screaming, there could be only one! Yeah. I got back on the right track, though. I'm back into trash horror. Excellent, excellent. Well, I, God, I can't still... Honestly, I can't believe you haven't watched. No, neither can I. It's just it's an omission. Here we are. Oh, my <laughs> God. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm a little, I'm a little yeah. shocked by that. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, seeing as you don't know about one French icon, you may not know about this other French icon I as well. I guarantee you I don't. Oh, the French, I- the other French icon other than Christopher Lempe. Or the Scarlet Pimpernel. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Lempe. <laughs> Actually, it's so funny because when, when you watch, it's sort of different um, what part of the world they're marketing his films to. Yeah. Because in America, they would call him Christopher Lambert. Yeah, that's what I'd call him. But if we, Lambert. <laughs> in other places, they're trying to make him fancy. It Lombard. became Christopher Lambert. <laughs> Lambert with Camembert. Yeah, with Camembert. <laughs> oh, the other Frenchman we're talking about this week is The Beast of Gevaldon. Oh, it's not a Gerard Depardieu post <laughs> Me Too, is it? <laughs> uh, the imagine, other beast. Imagine being Me Tooed by that guy. Oh my! Actually, my I got a friend, and her mum is so crazy. Yeah. For Gerard Depardieu, and she has been for years. Really? Yeah. Well, she just watched Green Card, and that was it. Yeah. Fuck me, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, she would wrap herself in like brioche and just present herself to him, and she'd be, she'd be fine with it. Going by the stories, you don't even need to make that much effort. <laughs> oh, he's getting a bit old and slow these days. He yeah. can't put that much effort in. He looks like those big creatures out of the Dark Crystal, the big slow ones. Ooh. <laughs> it's all the cheese, mate. It's all the cheese. Yeah, they're going about that Mediterranean diet, but they never mention the cheese. <laughs> Do they? Oh, no. Uh, well, this week, uh, and for people uh, playing along at home, Gevaldar, it's uh, spelled G-E-V-A-U-D-E-N. Okay. Uh, this week, we stroll through the woodlands of 1764 rural France. Oh. The air is fresh, crisp, with an iced mist lying low upon the forest floor. Cows lull in their beds of hay and farmers, tired from their days of toiling the soil, rest deeply on beds of straw. <laughs> Today will be just like yesterday and yesterday's yesterday. It sounds like you're writing the Airbnb promo for a pre-French Revolution chalet. 
<laughs> but tomorrow and tomorrow's morrow will be none like any seen before in the quiet hills of Gevildal. From 1764 to 1767, something will stalk these hills and make them roll in the deep velvet shade of red. The creature will attack hundreds, kill hundreds. It will rip babies from their mother's arms, chase down and disembowel men. And if French lithographs are to be believed, tear the corset and expose the no. Of every maiden in France. Le Memoré. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Is this just the Marquis de Sade? <laughs> in this week's episode of the Beebster of Gevaudan. <laughs> or the Beast of Gevaudan. Now, Gevaudan is a rather remote area located in the Majorie Mountains of south-central France. Oh, south-central France. Central. Yeah, lots yeah. of rap came out of there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Straight out of Camembert. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy motherfucking named Jérôme Depardieu. <laughs> <laughs> now, between 1964... Frogs with attitude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Shit's getting real. Oh, my God. We present to you... <laughs> farm knowledge. <laughs> oh, now, between 1964... In 1967, hundreds of men, women, children, and animals. 1964. 1764. Hey, there we go. And 1767, sorry. <laughs> they would meet a gruesome end within an area 90 by 80 kilometers wide or 50 by 56 miles. Mm-hmm. Most of which had their throats ripped out. Jesus. Or their heads ripped clean off. Fuck me dead. All by a creature with terrifyingly large angry teeth and an immense tail. Some would describe it as a wolf dog. Others as a wolf man. Most never lived to tell the tale of what tore them asunder. To this day, no one still knows... What haunted the fields of Gevaudan? I'm going for an early bet. Yes. I mean, this is still the height of the French aristocracy. Yeah, okay. And shit was about to get real for them, so they had some fucking largesse going on. Uh Uh-huh. I'm guessing it was maybe an exotic creature loosed from the grounds of Versailles or something like that. Oh, okay. So maybe just one day old, uh, old fucking Louis woke up and he just went, I thought I had five hyenas. There's only four. Yeah, I wonder where that went. I don't know. Well, a study of the incident in 1987, and I mean 1987, um, examining historical documents suggests that between 1764 and 49 were injured in the attack, only to die later. So, what about the other 61 people? Well, a couple did live. Um, A few saw the creature and lived. And others, well, of the confirmed kills, 98 were found 
partially eaten. So, look, maybe some people, you know, injured, were wandered off and just died somewhere and were never found by rescuers. Yeah. Or they were most likely eaten and turned into steamy dog poos. Oh, dear. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, some hysteria- historians have suggested perhaps... <laughs> Shut up. Hysterians are the people who contribute to Fox News. <laughs> yeah, like the anti-vax movement. Um, <laughs> some historians have suggested perhaps tales and figures were bolstered due to mass hysteria. But as we will find out later, if something terrorises people enough to have the King of France become personally involved... Wow then that is something that should be taken quite seriously. Because they did fuck all. They really did. <laughs> like, what did they do? They invented syphilis, didn't they? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. They certainly spread it amongst themselves. Uh, oh, my Lord. What shall we do today? I don't know. Marry our cousins and spread disease. That's what we shall do. Oh, my God. We should do one episode just on the things that they did to cover up the horrible things that were happening to their body. Well, yeah, the lead uh, the lead powder that they wore mm, and the, mm-hmm. the face spots to cover their syphilis. The syphilis, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Imagine just seeing someone out. Oh, you're ghostly white. His syphilis must be really advanced. Mm-hmm. It's like the opposite of a tan. <laughs> Oh, he's, he's holidayed in New Thailand. Yeah. Oh, French New Mia. Oh, but it's just like you read of things like, you know, high heels were invented, you know, to try, um, like, it was for men. And it was, part of it was so you, like, to get you out of the shit. Quite literally. Wow. Just the shit that was in the streets. I don't know if this is an old wives' tale, but mm. I once heard from someone that there was a room in the Palace of Versailles that Louis just used to piss and shit in the corner. Because he just didn't give a fuck. Oh no, that was that was that was common. Like they would just have the potty in the corner of the room, and you would just go to the corner of the room and just take a squat. Imagine having a shitting room. I reckon only <sighs> Kanye West has pretty much got that now. That when and you that that's, big weird minimalist palace of his. That's when you know you've made it. Yeah, when you've got a shitting room. When you've got a shitting room. Yeah. <gasps> and I, we're not just like yes, we have a toilet, yeah. but it's not a shitting room. Yeah. We've yeah. got a your house so big that you can just take a dump yeah. on the floor of one of the rooms and forget about it and yeah. it's not even a problem. Yeah, that's just your thing, man. Yeah. That's what you do. That's fucking wealth. Ah, to live the dream. Yeah. A yeah, it ended well for them, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it really went Yeah, I hope, hope Bezos keeps an eye on that. <laughs> didn't, um, who was that guy who showed up, started dating Marie Antoinette? <laughs> <laughs> Probably Pete Davis. <laughs> Uh, now, in the French summer of 1764, the first recorded attack occurred. A young maiden was tending to a herd of cattle in the Mercher forest, which lay in the eastern part of Gévaudan, when she saw a beast. It was described, quote, like a wolf, yet not a wolf. <laughs> Which is the shittest Zoolander description <laughs> ever. It's a Schrodinger's beast. Yes. So when you're hunting for it, look for something that is like a wolf, yet not like a wolf. <laughs> what the actual fuck? I don't know. She might have been injured in her head yeah. <laughs> during the attack. She might have caught some syphilis from the local royal. Yeah, that's true. And just quietly, kudos to these people for not just going gypsies. Yeah. This yeah. was gypsies. Yeah. Well, actually, we'll yeah. get to oh, that so later. Jimmy Carr is French. Okay. <laughs> So the wolf, yet not a wolf, 
charged at the herd. Okay. Um, however, the bulls in her herd rallied and stood against the beast as it charged and used their horns against the beast as it charged. The creature seemed shocked. It lunged a second time and the bulls stood their ground and then charged at the creature and it retreated. There you go. But 14-year-old Jean Boulet would not be so lucky. And her lifeless, attacked body was found not far from her village of Les Houbach. Jeanne had also been watching over her family's livestock. Unfortunately, the animals in her care were not so bold. That's why you need to join your union. One unionised force managed to keep the attacker at bay. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's why you go vegan, okay? <laughs> animals got your back. Yeah. The milk is united. You'll never be defeated. <laughs> In the 1700s, though, shepherding was seen as a dangerous job, as with livestock, one always ran the risk of attracting alpha predators such as wolves. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, who would think, I mean, you show up in a wolf's natural hunting grounds and remove its ability to eat, and then you show up with your animals that it likes to eat. That are delicious and slow. (laughs) And what? It tries to eat them to survive? What? Well, this is why they bred Marama sheepdogs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, the villagers may have written these off as an unfortunate but not unheard of tragedy, but... On August the 8th, a second girl was killed. The girl was allegedly found still alive, yet horrifically mauled. The eyewitness claimed that her dying breath she described, as she described what had done this to her, it was, quote, A horrible beast. I think it's been censored over time because you don't describe the thing that's just mauled you alive as a horrible beast. No. That shit can't ball stain motherfucking piece of shit beast like a wolf, not yet like a wolf. Unless you're like one of these people that gets attacked by sharks and then goes, don't hunt them. I'm in their habitat. I was just trying to surf. Uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure she drops them cunts in there yeah probably yeah <laughs> there was also and as well i think they've cleaned it up because it was probably more like it was a horrible <laughs> liver pops out yeah. <laughs> beast <laughs> shits herself <laughs> now later towards the end of the month a young boy who had been tending to his family sheep disappeared a search for the boy found him well okay part of him okay he'd been partially eaten Four, at what point do you stop sending your kids out with the cows? I'm just saying, but whatever. I don't know. They didn't have TV back then. Imagine trying they to had, keep them entertained. They had a lot of kids, yeah. yeah. You know, it's kind of survival of the fittest. Yeah. Jean-Paul! <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> Try your luck, young man. <laughs> oh, my God. It was like the predator. It's just a survivor of the fittest. Yeah. Yeah, weed out the weak. <laughs> For the rest of the year, more and more attacks and deaths were reported across Gévaudan. Reports travelled all across France of the creature that appeared to be preying on women, men and children caught out alone, tending livestock or travelling through the woods alone, all throughout Gévaudan. Wow. One story reported that the creature only attacked the head or neck of the victims. One report printed an artist's drawing of a lady with her boobs out. Yep. As, oh my God, as the creature, I swear to God, it looks like it is just honking one of her boobs. 
<laughs> so this is the problem when like you literally have a, a free press run by pornographers like the Marquis yeah. de Sade. Yeah. <laughs> what, we've got to include boobs. I know. Seriously, every picture, it's just like, here's this big, hairy, it's a wolf, not like a wolf, titties. <laughs> oh, my God. It just what are the chances every single woman it met just happened to rip off yeah. their corset? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> How awkward. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lord. So one report printed, it had the artist drawing with the titties out, and it was captioned, a picture of the fierce and extraordinary beast that eats girls. Oh, that was my nickname in open mic. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just printed more pictures of more girls with their titties out. <laughs> <laughs> girls like these. <laughs> Police are searching for a red-blooded creature. <laughs> <laughs> if you see a creature staring at your boobs. <laughs> or maybe she should have just, you know, been a bit more polite and smiled. <laughs> yes, it wouldn't have happened if she smiled more. <laughs> oh. Just be glad there's a man out there that wants to eat you. Because <laughs> there was not much hygiene in pre-revolutionary France. Oh, no. 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 I think you'd rather have the Beast of Gévaudan grab your boob, to be I honest. I think you would, yeah. And some sailor who's been on a ship. Oh, but... yeah, with his wooden teeth. <laughs> Get splinters from cunnilingus. No one needs that. Fuck me, dead. <laughs> oh, my God, the untold death toll of, like, the 1700s. <laughs> In this week's episode, not so funnilingus. <laughs> Oh my god, there's a whole episode there right is, there. Yeah. More um, merch. <laughs> we are working on merch, by the way. Can you imagine trying to pull a splinter out of there? Oh god. Don't oh. ask a bloke to try and find it. Oh god, yeah, no, I can't see it. I can't see it. That's my anus, alright? It's not get out of there. Like Oh, just maybe. It's my birthday. <laughs> uh, Most people want to go to Disneyland. Then, as more and more attacks began to happen, things got even stranger. With some attacks occurring huge distances apart, almost simultaneously. Although I do argue, it's 1700s France. How the fuck do you know the difference between 3 o'clock and 3.45? Yeah. Yeah. Who's walking around with a bloody hourglass? Yeah. The people of Gévaudan became terrified at the idea that there may in fact be two beasts of Gévaudan. But now the beast took a terrifying turn when it decided it no longer needed humans to be alone to attack. Okay. Look out, French teenagers having sex. (laughs) (laughs) On January the 12th, 1765, Jacques Portifor and several of his friends were besieged by the creature as they rode along. Instead of fleeing at the initial attack, the eight friends grouped their houses together and armed with the sticks and weapons that they carried and uh, rifles, they managed to yell and scream and fire at the creature and the creature withdrew. The King of France, upon hearing the story, was so horrified but impressed by their bravery that he gave 300, what would have been dollars of the day, the French dollars yeah. of the day, which was a lot more than 300. It was a shitload of money back yeah. in there. Um, he gave 300 dollars uh, to Portifon as well as an additional 350 to be shared amongst the other riders. Ooh. He also offered him a free 
education. There you go. Yeah. In March 19, seven, uh, of 1765, however, the most famous battle of the Beast of Gévaudan occurred late one afternoon. Of course, it's been monetized now, so people are up for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't get the first ones out. The real money's in Rocky Three. <laughs> so it occurred late one afternoon between the Beast and a mother of three. That, do not fuck with a mother of three. Oh. <laughs> I've seen the stickers on the back of those cars. She's already had it up to here. Oh, she yes. is ready to pop. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> now, in the March of 1765... Jean Jouvet was not that far from her house on her farm, Visserie. Her children, a nine-year-old girl, a six-year-old boy called Jean-Pierre, and her 14-month-year-old baby. Her children laughed and played as she carried out her chores, feeling safe thanks to the large fence that had been erected around their farmhouse and immediate area. Yeah. So, they should be safe. Yeah, yeah. But somehow... The beast of Gévaudan had breached the fence line. No. Jeanne had no idea until the screams of her daughter began. Jesus. The beast had its teeth sunk into her daughter, who held the baby in her arms, trying to protect her baby brother from the beast. Without thought or hesitation, Jean Jouvert launches herself at the beast of Gévaudan. Jean kicks, punches and tears at the beast. The beast drops her two children. Jean puts herself between the two children and the beast. Then as the creature steps back, it sees little six-year-old Jean-Pierre who stands by himself. Oh dear. The beast charges at little Jean-Pierre. Jean runs to her son, but the beast moves faster and snaps little Jean-Pierre up into his mouth. John launches herself at the beast, lancing, landing on its back, kicking and punching, almost ripping its ears from its head. John sees the outstretched hand of Jean-Pierre and she grabs his hand and rips the baby straight from the beast's mouth. And Jean is thrown from its back. The creature snaps, but Jean keeps herself between the beast and her children. The beast keeps snapping at her children. Jean is bitten, scratched, and knocked to the ground, but she gets up again and again. Finally, her eldest child, her daughter, comes to her mother's aid bringing a pitchfork, and Jean finally manages to drive away the beast of Gevildar. Good fucking work. Saving all three of her children. Unfortunately, little Jean-Pierre's injuries would prove to be too severe and the little fellow would pass away five days later. Uh. But both of her other children survived. Word quickly travelled throughout France at the Battle of the Farm and Jean became a national hero. Good on her. What a kick-ass chick. She's French Ripley. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. How come we've never heard of that chick before? That is some badass shit. Fighting away a giant dog man with a fucking pitchfork. Well, he, well, she didn't have a pitchfork in the yeah. beginning. She just, just went to it toe-to-toe, beating the shit out of it. Yeah. Jumps on its back to rip 
eat her baby out of its mouth. Yeah. That is a hardcore motherfucker. Absolutely. Yeah. Eat your heart out, John fucking Wick. <laughs> oh, my God. So, hysteria rippled through France through oh, after this, obviously. Giant fences, not a mouth, haunting, you know, mothers and children. Yeah. Even the court of King Louis XV. The Crown put forth a large reward for the death of the beast and invested a considerable amount of manpower, including... Oh, you know what was serious? They sent seven nobles. Oh, there you go. Oh, la, la, la. (laughs) The royal huntsmen, soldiers and freelance civilians after the beast. Now... The beast was reportedly killed several different times by several different men who all claimed that they had killed the true beast of Gevardar. Yeah, it's the shark fishing scene from Jaws. Dynamite off the back of boats. Exactly. I've actually written that. Like like another page down. Oh, my God. Look, by this time, there were reportedly so many contradictory eyewitness accounts of the beast, it was hard to keep up. Some described it like a tall wolf. Some described it as the size of a calf. Others the size of a cow. Others the size of a horse. Some said it had the head of a wolf. Others said it had the face of a greyhound. Some said it had a wolf's tail. Some said it had a tail longer than a wolf's with a little tuft of fur at the end. Mm. Some described its colour as black. Some said it was brown. Some said it was red with a black stripe. And others reported a white heart shape on its furry underbelly. That's the Valentine's Day edition. He just wanted a tummy rub. Exactly! FYI, if I ever die... I guarantee my last words are like, hey, puss, 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 puss. It's like a cougar or something. And I'm just like, I'll die happy. I'll be like, ah, tooth kisses. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the people of Gévaudan rallied together determined to rid themselves of the beast. The King of France called on the local infantry captain, Jean-Baptiste Dumal, and a regional government official. Uh, so basically, they got someone from the council in. <laughs> Look out, a bureaucrat's involved. <laughs> I think this could be the first documented job description for a dog catcher in recorded <laughs> history. Okay, yep. The two men were reportedly joined by 30,000 volunteers to hunt down the beast. Radio. Now, this could be because they were concerned for people and their children... Or possibly, if you're cynical, it could be, you could say it was because the king had offered a reward that was roughly the equivalent of a year's wages uh, to whoever slayed the beast, you know, if you're cynical. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's why I've written so pretty much that scene from Jaws. (laughs) (laughs) So the army of 30,002 people searched the countryside, laying poisoned baits everywhere. Okay. You know, fuck it. Let, if we're going to kill, why not kill everything? Kill everything. Uh, this. Oh, my God. Why? Why? In every story that we've covered, there is always a part where this happens. Okay. And I'm, I'm starting to see the link. Is it someone tried to put their dick in it? Some of the men also volunteered to dress as women. <laughs> every week. <laughs> Every week. Why is there... There is always some guy being like, have we tried dressing that ladies? <laughs> I will volunteer. <laughs> some of the men volunteered to dress as women 
and stood pretending to be alone at the edge of forests or alone in fields in attempts to lure the beast from hiding. Okay. (laughs) Perhaps they themselves were coming out of hiding. (laughs) Beautiful moment. (laughs) I'm free. Oh, my Lord. It's a sad time when you have to literally make yourself, like, bait for the beast of Gevadar to just express what's inside. Exactly. Oh, Lord. I'm guessing this hunt had the soundtrack from Queen, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It certainly did. Oh, Lord. So, would you believe the beast was much smarter than they? No. Suddenly... There was no sight of the creature. There you go. Until one early evening when one small group of men literally stumbled upon the beast by accident (laughs) and almost tripped over it. But the beast quickly fled the scene without injury. The men claimed it was not their fault. (laughs) It was not their fault. They 100% shot it. They shot it like a million hundred trillion times. But clearly the beast's fur... Repelled bullets. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining a whole bunch of men dressed as women feeling very comfortable and fabulous, suddenly having to drop their parasols <laughs> to pick up their muskets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why it got away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck, how do we tell them? <laughs> it's got magic fur. <laughs> it's a kind of magic, 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 magic. Yeah, anyway. They claimed the creature's chest was as wide as a horse. Whoa. Its body was as long as a leopard's and it had thick red fur with a black stripe upon its back. Another of the witnesses claimed that the creature walked upon two legs and not four. Dumal is reported as saying... You will undoubtedly think, like I do, that this is a monster, the father of which is a lion. (laughs) What its mother was remains to be seen. It smelled of elderberries. (laughs) And almonds. (laughs) And alfalfa. (laughs) The hunt continued, but still nothing was caught. Captain Dumas claimed that distrust and a lack of cooperation from locals was hampering his his efforts and was the real reason he could not capture the the creature. Too busy dressing that lady. (laughs) You always blame other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blame down. Yeah. It's because I dress as a woman that I'm now incompetent. (laughs) Fucking sexism. Oh, my God. He claimed he could have had the beast several times but was let down by the incompetence of pretty much Everyone else. So he was totally awesome. It was just everyone out there. Sounds like my comedy career. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is the audiences that are bad. <laughs> I can't believe in the last 20 years, every audience has been bad. Oh, my God. At the end of 1765, the French papers were less than complimentary about these hunters and their talents. Oh, dear. As one French paper reported in a rather haughty tone. <laughs> Hunters who are in pursuit have neither been able to stop it because it is more agile than they. Oh dear. Nor lure it into their traps because it surpasses them in cunning. Nor engage in combat when it presents itself to them because its terrifying appearance weakens their courage, disturbs their vision, and sets their hands shaking 
and neutralizes their skill. Neutralizes their skill. <coughs> the uh, the political cartoons of the day must have been very cutting. And that went with a picture of a woman with her titties out. Did it really? Yeah. <laughs> this is this is also the reason why you don't dump the editor of the local paper right before they go to print. <laughs> All I'm saying, break up with them afterwards. <laughs> Enough of the weather. <laughs> Two titties of a Paris. Yeah. Of a Paris. <laughs> city of titties. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, this news reporter, like, they did everything but started off with, like, isn't it ironic? <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, then the king sent a father and son duo. I'm going to need a breath for this name. Jean-Charles Marc-Antoine Vassemel d'Envial. Goodness gracious. And son Jean-Francis. <laughs> who had travelled all the way from Normandy upon hearing of the beast. The duo claimed to have slaughtered more than 1,000 wolves, <laughs> dickheads, and boasted that they would kill this beast also. Of course. Because they sucked. This is a very Brothers Grimm kind of, uh, <laughs> mm. good people of Marbaden. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, however, it was quickly became clear that Jumal and DMVL were incapable of working together. Oh, no. The father and son pair were, shall we say, unimpressed by Jumal's dressing up as ladies country picnics. And the father-son said they preferred stealth and much smaller hunting groups. Yeah. They spent the next four months... Hunting and killing wolves. Nice. Because that's what you do when you have a little dick and no hobbies. I love the fact that the next bit is they're like, oh, we're all about the stealth. They also travelled with eight bloodhounds in tow. Okay. At all times. Right. Not exactly... Not the stealthiest. Yeah. It's not ninja. Like, the ninjas are not known for, like, taking eight bloodhounds with them on their ninja attacks, but whatever. But the beast of Geveldar eluded them as well. Perhaps they should have sent forth their maidens, (laughs) who had considerably more success in wounding the beast. 20-year-old Marie-Jeanne Valet almost killed the beast on August the 11th, 1765. Marie uh, Jean and her sister were crossing a river. Hearing a noise, she turned around to find the beast almost upon them. The beast reared up onto its back legs, ready to attack, and Marie Jean drove a bayonet affixed to a pole directly into the beast of the chest. The chest of the beast. Uh, that was my nickname before I lost some weight. The beast of the chest. <laughs> So she travelled She travelled with that for protection. Right. So after she stabbed it, almost in the heart, it quickly withdrew. Word quickly spread of the story and Marie-Jean was nicknamed the Amazon Maid of Gevaldar. In 1995, a statue was erected in Auvers village showing the maid battling the beast. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so the, the story, you know, lives to this day. Story of the Beast. Actually, France back in the day, it was very fond of its lady heroines. Mm. I know. Joan of Arc. Yeah, I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Don't know about Marie Antoinette so much. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're not all in the same boat, all no. right? You know, like, uh, let's forget the same studio that made, you know, Aliens um, and Ripley and Vasquez also makes Wreath with a Spoon films. So, yeah, true. We're not all of the same. No. <sighs> Frustrated. <clears throat> Excuse me. Frustrated by the lack of results and the fact that stories of the beast were spreading around the globe, it was now the first worldwide sensation. <laughs> the King of France sent his personal bodyguard, Francois Antoine, Ooh. to kill the beast. <laughs> That's that's some real Darth Vader shit, isn't it? <laughs> it totally is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Francois was not in Gévaudan long before he and his men shot a very large wolf that stood over five feet tall. Antoine had the dog stuffed and had it delivered to the king. Fair enough. Antoine declared... <clears throat> We declare by the present report signed from our hand, we never saw a big wolf that could be compared to this one. Hence, we believe this could be the fearsome beast that caused so much damage. Oh, damage. Damage. Antoine also had people come forward who claimed to have been attacked by this creature and identify it as the Beast of Gevondar because people will do anything for five seconds of fame. Absolutely. I was totally a victim. It like totally attacked me. <laughs> it went boom. <laughs> Antoine then hunted down and murdered a large female wolf and one of her two pups because oh. they thought it could possibly have been the mate of the wolf that they'd already killed. There you go. The second pup was shot but managed to crawl its small, defenceless, little bloodied body behind some rocks but was never found. Oh. But from the amount of blood loss, was presumed most certainly dead. Cut. Yeah. Francois and his men received their significant cash reward, over 9,000 livres or dollars of the day, which was, woo, astronomical. Yeah. And he was showered with titles, awards, and fame. Oh, noble titles. Yeah. Enjoy them while they last. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great time to be made a nobleman. Yeah. yeah right before. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> I finally made it. Oh, oh dear. What, what's this wooden structure they're building in Town Square? Yeah. Oh, my God. Is it to celebrate me becoming a nobleman? It's a oh. giant cheese knife. Look. Yeah. Yay. Oh, I love cheese. Oh. <sighs> So he got his fame, he got his money, and yeah. the attack stopped for a few months. Oh, no. Then the Beast of Gévaudan returned, and things returned to the bloody terror of before, but something was different. Now the Beast of Gévaudan appeared to be more ferocious and displayed even less fear. It had less fucks to give. It again attacked children and shepherds. Shepherds reported that now the beast showed no fear at all as it approached and savaged their livestock. Soon, another 12 human deaths were confirmed. Fuck. Then on June the 19th, 1767, 
a local nobleman organised a hunting party and an extremely large wolf was shot and killed by a local farmer, Jean Chastel. By this stage, I'm surprised there are any fucking wolves left. Yeah. <sighs> wow. We could just really kill any ecosystem, really. Yeah. Yeah. It was claimed that when they cut the animal open, there were undigested pieces of a human being inside the beast. The nobleman had the wolf stuffed and put on display also. Okay. I worry about people who stuff things and put them on display. Yeah, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. You know, it's you're one step away from making a human nipple lamp. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying it. That looked terrible. That's the bit that's like concerning you. Well, at least use the back skin or something. Oh like that. my god! No, well, no, you use the back skin for like you do like a like a you part for your couch or something. That's a big piece. Yeah, you don't a, waste it on a lamp with a bum for a headrest. Oh my god! But like, if you use it for a lamp, it's already got like the little flip switch on it. Oh my god! Flip flip. <laughs> wow. I can't help it if I'm practical. <laughs> Interestingly enough, Jean who now claimed to have really killed the beast of Gevodar, yeah. not like that other fake, <laughs> had been imprisoned by Antoine when Antoine was in town. Uh, of course, the man who originally claimed to kill the beast. Yeah. Jean had been leading a hunting party after the beast and the party got stuck in a bog. So Antoine blamed Jean and threw him in prison. So it seemed ironic that John was now throwing Antoine to the wolves. Oh, no. But by this stage, the royalty had lost all interest in the beast and had moved on to their next fad. But many over history lay doubt on either men's claim that they killed the beast of Gevildar. No shit. Just dickheads literally running around randomly killing every poor fucking wolf or big dog or slightly homosexual bear man that they find <laughs> roaming around the bloody forest. Just Andre the Giant in a skirt. Yeah. Just fuck. It just stop killing everything. Uh, the attacks did stop, but this could have been a mere coincidence. Yeah. Or sensing to stay was folly. The creature had moved on or perhaps died from an unknown cause. But just what was the beast of Gevedon? It seems no one can agree on that either. There have been many suggestions over time, like you were saying, some have suggested that it could have been an exotic pet, like a lion or a hyena, because that's what rich people did. They just went and abducted giant animals and then just brought them back to completely wrong conditions. Yeah. And just then, well, I'm bored of it. Yeah, French colonialism was at its height. Yeah, exactly. Well, not quite under Napoleon. It kind of expanded a touch. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Just a little. Just a bit. Russia. <laughs> so they think it could have been an exotic pet. One historian even suggested that it could have been the now extinct Tasmanian tiger. But the problem is, none of them look even slightly like a wolf. No. One of the more popular theories yes. over time has been that the creature was in fact a dreaded loop garou. Oh. One of the vicious French werewolves we ah. talked in our previous uh, episodes. We did, yes. It was rumoured to lurk through the wildlands of France and 
after all of the attention and the hunting parties had simply moved on or possibly even immigrated from the area. With the claimed killing of the beast allowing it to slip consequence-free from the area and onto a new hunting ground. Or they just eliminated all its competition by killing every wolf. (laughs) (laughs) It just lived on deer after that. Yeah. Well, another theory was that the Beast of Gevenar was in fact the most dangerous predators of all. Human beings gone wild. And not in the cool, like, Hollywood Hills kind of way. No. Some crazed family group that lived within the safety of the Dargand wolves that that wore... uh, and yeah. wolf skins yeah, yeah. Um, that had basically just become crazed yeah. beasts. Yeah. Uh, like the, you know, the Firefly flammies from a zombie film. <laughs> Reavers. <laughs> Reavers, yes. <laughs> Look, maybe it was the perfect storm of rabid men and hungry wolves that found themselves hunting the same grounds. Syphilis-riddled fucking royals. <laughs> Perhaps one day the Beast of Gevadar fought the Beast of Gevadar for control of their lands and they both killed the beast. Yeah. Many lives were lost, few survived. The only thing that flourished was the legend of the Beast of Gevadar. And French lithographs of big-titted French ladies. <laughs> and lest we forget the big-titted French ladies. Oh, my Lord, seriously, I have never seen... Because, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, you know, we're doing something, you know, historical. I won't have, like, a dodgy, like, search engine for once this week on my, like, past history. And literally every picture that I downloaded... <laughs> I meant to print them out for you. I'd saved them all to my... It was just, oh my God, titties, 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 titties. I've never seen so many titties. I was wondering how the crime scene investigator was taking his little identikit picture and so, uh, no, we've described the beast. How would you say your titties were? <laughs> were they perky and big? <laughs> or were they firm or they saggy? <laughs> Seeing as you're a victim, I shall give you a generous bosom. <laughs> Yeah, this, well, you know, no one wants to read about the small titties. No, the small titties, there is no public sympathy. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no one wants to read about this boy woman. Oh, <laughs> we want the big ladies. Yes, we need the uh, jug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, seriously, it is like a 17th lithograph version of Jugs magazine. <laughs> it's like Russ Meyer was the. <laughs> <laughs> Russ Meyer presents the tits of Gavadan. <laughs> Faster beast, kill, kill. Oh, 100%. Oh, my Lord. So, yeah, that's a very interesting... What was it? What could it be? Yeah. I like to think... I have a theory that it left Gavondar and moved to become the Rougarou of New Orleans. I'm putting it out there. It immigrated. Yeah, exactly. Seeing the world. Yeah. You know, (laughs) just becoming more than it could be. I'm I'm just Googling this right now. Oh, the tits of Gevudar. The beast of Gevudan. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello. You, you've seen tits straight away, haven't no, you? No, no, I've got the woman stabbing it. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. You get pictures of that as well. That's a pretty cool, pretty cool thing. Yeah, but if you if you're into like 17th century French like porn erotica, just oh, Google the beast of Gevudan. Like you're gonna get so much titty action. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I'm guessing hyena going by 
a lot of what's going on here. Fuck me, that is a big wolf. Well, see, that's um, yeah, that was one of the images when they were saying about exotic pets. People like suggested um, hyenas, yeah, uh, because they're like, oh, people wouldn't have known what that was. Um, but again, a hyena doesn't look like a wolf. No, not in the least. Mm. Hmm. Are, we, are you just are you just totally distracted I'm by pictures at, of titties? I'm looking at titties. I'm sorry. Seventeenth <laughs> century litograph. Absolutely. You're such a whore. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, I resent the fact that, like, you know, like the French press comes to you, you know, to talk about like you've literally had to like stab it with a pitchfork. Most traumatic. You've seen it try to like eat your children, yeah. and you've had to like you know chase it off with a pitchfork. It is the worst experience of your life. And one of your children actually dies five days later. The next day, the picture comes out. It's just you with your tits out. <laughs> Fuck. Because Rupert Murdoch is a vampire who oh. lived back then, probably. <laughs> There's a little Rupert in the background yeah. just drawing some titties. Why oh. am I on page three? <laughs> Seriously, do we have to sexualize this poor woman? She's <laughs> literally just beaten off the beast of Gavadan. Not like that. <laughs> oh. Titties, titties sell. They, they, they sell. Do. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. So Let's have titties in more modern crime depiction, please. <laughs> well, come on, the war with Ukraine that's about to happen. I want to see fucking Russian titties. Oh, just like Russian like soldiers with their titties yep. out, like running like across titties the, on Putin on on snow. Ah, oh, and because like, yeah, it's cold. Everyone will be yeah, it's cold up in there. Oh, you know what the I'm winter saying? Winter Olympics, like <laughs> headlights are on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but and you know what? I think there'd be less fighting because from someone who has like bigger boobs, there's only you you can't you can't run with those things, like you can't. No. Because you're just, ah, oh, they're flying off. You're knocking your own soldiers in the face. <laughs> you're just, they become a trip hazard. Uh, not for me, obviously. Mine are around my knees. But, you know, for other ladies, you know, um, yeah, they quickly become a, a trip hazard. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying, you just, you can't, man, you have it so easy. You just get to look at the titties. we got to fight off the fucking beast of Gevadan. Yeah. One hand on our pitchfork, one hand covering our titties to stop the fucking press from, like, fucking putting them in the paper. From papping you. Oh, it's a hard life, I tell you. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so I think one day maybe uh, we can uh, travel to uh, Gevadan and... Uh, I like to think, I don't know, once a year, everybody dresses up like a lady and stands in a field. Like Coachella? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that works for me. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. We'll put that on the itinerary of places to visit. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't, you know, go just at uh, just before dusk. Don't hang out by the woods alone. Yeah. If you do love the podcast, you can follow us on uh, Instagram at Gavin in the Woods. Woo! Uh, you can follow Liz at, Ga- what is it, at Lizanator1000? Ah, Lizanator T1000. That's right, Lizanator T1000. Oh my God, you're so... Or at the John Brooks because I'm an egotist. (laughs) Chuck us an email, tell us what you think, give us some abuse, don't send us pictures of your dick. No, just just send... Send me a 19th century French lithograph. Lithograph. (laughs) Yeah, send us a a lithograph of your dick. We don't want a picture. I'll take that. We want a lithograph of your dick. Yeah, I'll, I'll also take it in egg tempera. What? Yeah, they used to use eggs back in the old days. Oh, I don't want that. I'm vegan. <laughs> Fuck me dead. 
<laughs> On that note, just remember, real mothman, eat the carpet. And look at the dick. <laughs>